Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of the Vintage Matches Podcast. I am your host, Adam Johnson. On each episode of this podcast, I will pick a sporting event from history and examine it through today's lenses. For today's show, we will break down the 2008 Men's Basketball Olympic Gold Medal game between the USA and Spain. Why this game? USA Basketball in 2008 was nowhere near the heights that it had achieved with the Dream Team in 1992. Well, with the Olympics coming up after a year-long delay thanks to COVID, we thought it would be fun to go back and watch some old Olympic basketball games in preparation for this current edition. I'm not one of those sports fans who gets all excited for gymnastics or diving every four years because it is on NBC and available to me. No, I'm a massive basketball obsessive who enjoys international basketball probably a lot more than most, and I still like having a team to root for. As you can probably tell by my accent, that team is the good old US of A. The team that was sent to Athens in 2004 was not very well constructed and ended up going 5-3 and three in that tournament, but sealing the bronze medal with a win over Lithuania. Larry Brown was Leko's head coach, and Jerry Colangelo was brought in to oversee the entire program. It had become uncool to rep Team USA, and many stars declined to play in 2004 for various reasons. That needed to change if the U.S. was to reassert their dominance over the rapidly improving world. With a decent amount of players on their roster from the Barcelona area, that can't just be a coincidence, right? Anyway, both Spain and the USA were drawn into Group B for the Beijing Games. They both beat Greece, China, Germany, and Angola, while the U.S. dominated the group stage match between these two powers, 119-82. That gave the USA a 5-0 record in the group stage and Spain a 4-1 record, which meant that they would be drawn on opposite sides of the bracket for the quarterfinals. In the quarters, Spain beat Croatia by 13, while the USA took care of Australia by 41. Spain eked out a 91-86 win over Lithuania in the semifinals before the U.S. avenged their 2004 semifinal loss to Argentina by beating the South Americans by 20 in the other semi. Argentina then beat Lithuania to earn the bronze medal, which meant that the stage was now set for a clash of the titans. So come back with me to August 24, 2008 in Beijing, China for the men's basketball gold medal game between the USA and Spain. Colangelo's first order of business was to find a new coach. Enter Mike Krzyzewski. The living Duke legend took charge of Team USA in 2005 and coached the team through 2016. In his first tournament in charge, the 2006 FIBA World Championship, he led the U.S. to a bronze medal with a win over Argentina in the third-place game. The U.S. was only in that game because of a semifinal loss to Greece, which ended up being the USA's only loss under Coach K. He was 75-1. That 06 team had a strong roster, but it was still lacking a few high-profile names. Because the USA did not win the, the 06 World Championship, they would have to qualify for the 08 Olympics at the 2007 FIBA AmeriCup. The AmeriCup is basically a competition between North and South American nations, with the two teams that reached the final getting, automatic, getting an automatic berth into the 08 Olympics. The roster was strong again, with LeBron James playing in his third competition in a row, but the team got a big boost with the addition of Kobe Bryant. The USA smoked the competition that summer, with a 10-0 record and a 45-point average margin of victory. So, that is how the USA got to Beijing in 08, but how did Spain get there? While the U.S. was left wondering what happened against Greece in that 2006 semi, Spain was coming off of an incredible one-point win over Argentina in the other semifinal of that tournament. Spain then demolished Greece 70-47 in the final of the 06 World Championship, with Pau Gasol earning MVP honors of the tournament. That win in 06 meant that Spain did not have to qualify for the 08 Olympics and would go into that tournament as one of the favorites. The 1992 USA Dream Team is undoubtedly an iconic group that helped expand the game and popularize the NBA worldwide. I actually think that bit is un overblown sometimes, though, because really it is the internet that truly made the game global, but we like to assign real-life examples to things rather than just crediting the internet. However, there is something to the fact that the 92 games were in Barcelona, and Spain became the first team to really push the USA multiple times in the 21st century, with a decent amount of players on their roster from the Barcelona area. That can't just be coincidence, right? 
Anyway, both Spain and the U.S. were drawn into Group B for the Beijing Games. They both beat Greece, China, Germany, and Angola, while the USA dominated the group stage match between these two powers, 119-82. This meant that they would be placed on opposite sides of the bracket for the quarterfinal draw. In the quarters, Spain beat Croatia by 13, while the USA took care of Australia by 41. Spain eked out a 91-86 win over Lithuania in the semifinals before the U.S. avenged their 2004 semifinal loss to Argentina by beating the South Americans by 20 in the other semi. Argentina then beat Lithuania to earn the bronze medal, which meant that the stage was now set for a clash of the titans. So come back with me to August 24, 2008, in Beijing, China, for the men's basketball gold medal game between the USA and Spain. Okay, we have our guest back uh, for the third time, right, on this podcast, and it's my brother, Austin. You hear his voice right there. How's it going? Um, And yeah, we obviously know a ton about this game and we watched it when it happened. And um, actually, where were you when this game happens? Do you remember? I, Cause I remember where I was, I, I got up, I think it was at maybe seven or eight in the morning. Cause obviously, you know, the big time change from Texas to Beijing. Yeah. Um, we, I watched it uh, in the living room that we used to live in. I would have been, this been probably really early in my senior year. So it's been, yeah, August of 2008. Correct. Um, yeah. I, I, but I think I watched it alone. So I'm, I'm curious Were you maybe at a friend's house. I was, I'm trying to figure out what is the reason you were not watching that game with me. You might have been somewhere else. That, that's the only thing I can come up with. I must have been. Yeah, I was 13 at the time, so maybe at a, maybe at a friend's house. Maybe I watched it later. Maybe I didn't even watch it live. I I, I have no recollection. I remember more the Olympics uh, in general because we took a vacation to Chicago. But that was at the beginning of the Olympics. That was yeah. that was more when basketball was starting. But yeah. at the but at the end, I, I don't. I don't really remember any of those knockout games, like where I was exactly. And this is, it's really weird that this is 13 years ago. Um, yeah. Crazy. Kind of yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. I, so yeah, I remember we were in Chicago and we watched the opening ceremony at our hotel room Correct. with our parents and family and stuff. And then I remember watching the, the China game in, yes. the, in that hotel room. So it was Yue. in the morning. It was like before. Yeah. Sun Yue stole my heart. Sun in first Yue. Well, and, yeah. and, and in Chicago, you know, obviously a really cool city. Uh, that was our first time going there and visiting that city. Uh, we've, We've been back since uh, for USA stuff. We saw USA 2016 when they played Venezuela for like an exhibition game. Uh, we watched them play at United Center. So that city put on, I mean, like the Nike store, everything was just exploding with really cool USA and Olympic stuff in general. And I just remember being kind of like, oh, this is a huge, huge deal to a lot of people. Yeah. And that was the first time at that age being, being a teenager. It just kind of shocked me and, and kind of rocked my world at, at how how much people care about this every four years, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's just USA gear everywhere, yeah. everywhere. I mean, particularly at the Nike store because they were sponsoring everybody. I remember those jackets that they had. Uh, like, oh, it's beautiful. And they had the, yeah. they had those real like kind of weird looking mannequins that had the jerseys on, the yeah. shorts, and the hyper dunks were coming out that year. Yep. Yeah, it was it was it was an interesting time for sure to just kind of be in a city that large while something like that was going on. Yeah, and it's obviously, I mean, for both of us, I mean, I think I think it's just a super formative time, you know, like you're forming like yeah. why, you know, why do I care about these players? Why do I care about certain things? And, you know, I've been a Spurs fan my whole life because I grew up in San Antonio, got to go to games, obviously growing up. But that has faded probably a bit. Since, I mean, partly they're just not very good. And the Duncan thing, yeah. it's like, you know, you, you lose some of that stuff like from when you're a child. But Team USA basketball is still something I, I very much cheer for. Like I am like, like I'm very much like I want them to win. Now, when they send kind of these weird teams, I get a little bit like, and I love watching these other teams play. Like yeah. I love watching Serbia and France and Spain, Australia, and Australia, oh. Argentina. You know, I love watching these teams play. And then sometimes they have Spurs players on them. So Correct. I really enjoy that. I really like watching them play. But I still, it's like it's my it's my country. Like I'd love for my country to win. Like 
I want my country to be the dominant basketball force in the world. You know what I mean? So like, I want us to send our very best players. So I was really drawn to this 08 team way more so than 04 or even 2016 or even this team we have right now Yeah, because it is as close as close as possible to the best of the best at that point. And yeah. so it was like, hey, we like, let's go show who we really are, you know, and yeah. the guy and the players in this team really cared. Yeah. And, and you have LeBron at such a crazy point in his career. Kobe's obviously dominant. It goes to the three finals in a row like after this, basically. After losing to the Celtics, goes to two more and wins. Yeah. And it just guys at their peak. Dwayne Wade, there's not very many two guards who are better than this version of Dwayne Wade, the 0809 version. Chris Paul immediately goes into becoming like a what second in MVP voting the next well, he year. Just, he just had finished second. Oh, in MVP. 708. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kobe's it, coming off his one MVP season. Yeah. Super special. Uh, and LeBron's time. about to win. Correct. The first of his four and five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's about to explode into just yeah, like, and, and, easily and the best player in the game. Dwight Howard, this version of Dwight Howard from like, you know, early in his career to 2012, he is maybe the greatest defender to ever live. So, so uh, as far as centers go, as far as big men go, uh, awesome, super special team. And, and to me, just as far as talent goes, th- there is no USA team that can kind of kind of go toe to toe with them. Yeah. Cause it's the depth too. You know, it's not just like the, the, the first couple of names on the, on the sheet. It's, it's the depth of talent that they have. I mean, the worst player is Carlos Boozer. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah, a couple guys that barely get in the game, you know, and this, mm-hmm. you know, Michael red, you know, like these are just really, really good. I mean, Jason Kidd starts, yeah, Michael Chris Paul, red, Darryl, I mean, they have three just amazing point guards. Michael red had just averaged like 26 a game two years before. Like this is an incredible player and he yeah. barely played. And he's yeah. the 12th man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so no, it, it, it definitely. So yeah. And we talked about this, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit in the intro about kind of where the USA basketball came from. Right. And, and mm-hmm. you know, this team is literally called the redeem team. You know, yeah. it's like, we need to bring back what is like kind of rightfully ours. And, you know, I have a little bit of problem with that. It's like it's the same, you know, Canada does that with hockey, you know, England does it with soccer, even though they've won much less than America at basketball and Canada at hockey, but, but they do that, you know, it's coming home. It's that, you know, it's, it's back to where it started and like who popularizes and stuff like that. And so like, there's a part of me, it's like, that's actually like a little bit romantic. It's like, that is kind of cool that like the country that started it all, like still is the dominant one. But um, I also really like that the rest of the world ha- kind of has caught up. And I think what we see in the 16 years between the dream team and the redeem team here in 08, that we're about to talk about is how quickly the world did catch up, you know, not to the point where they have the depth of talent that the U S has. And that still has not happened. I mean, it still is, you know, player number 100 on the team USA team is so much better than player number 100 of any other country. Correct. Player 10 is still much better, Correct. but players one, two, three, four, it's, possible. I mean, it's, it's actually close now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could grab the best player from Serbia and it's like, well, he just won MVP. You know, yes. he's better than anybody in the USA team right now. Yeah. You know, so it's or, like, or like Australia, yeah. uh, th- this like Joe Ingles, Patty Mills, Aaron Baines, th- these cats have like been together for a long time Yeah, and, and like okay. consistently so, play together. So that's the other piece of this is, is, is how much these guys play together as opposed to the USA team who's thrown together, you know, a month before the tournament starts and just like, Let's no identity. Have good chemistry. Yeah. yeah, there's no yeah. identity to the team. It's just let's hope these stars can kind of carry through. And most of the time they usually do. So, yeah, um, but that started to fade because the world was getting better. That wasn't enough in 2004. You know, it wasn't enough to just like have a roster full of like some all stars, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, like they need to play well. Like Argentina taught them a lesson, you know, it needs, yeah, tournament. you need to have a fit. I mean, you're playing 10 minute quarters here. You can't just yeah. like throw stuff out at the end of the day. You, you're going to get a certain amount of possessions and they have to work. And and the fact that, yeah. That L4 team is such a the collection. I could have told you that's not going to work. Look at this collection of players. Like yeah. what? They don't make any sense together. Poorly constructed. Whereas yeah. 08 is almost perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talent alone was not enough anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it just really wasn't. And especially when you weren't getting the very best talent. You know, yes. so many guys sat out in 04, which I've talked about already in the intro there. But um, let's go ahead and just get right into the game. I mean, uh, the the buildup, like I you know I talked about 
before is, you know, they, they played in the group stage and the USA killed them. And that was definitely a little bit of like a, I think some gamesmanship from Spain. It's like, okay, we don't really care if we finish second in the group. That doesn't matter. We're, we're more worried about the later stages of this. Um, the minutes kind of were broken down a little bit differently for that. And that was clearly like played at nowhere near the intensity of this gold medal game is played. And honestly, the first quarter of this game is like remarkable basketball. Like it's so, so high level, like the shot making, the speed, the pace that both teams are playing at. It is just so good. So the starters of each team, um, I'll read the USA ones. You can read the uh, Spain one. Uh, Jason Kidd, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwight Howard. And then for Spain, Ricky Rubio, Juan Carlos Navarro, total baller. Uh, Carlos Jimenez, Paul Gasol, and Felipe Reyes. Uh, Real Madrid's Felipe Reyes. Uh, yeah, Carlos yeah. Jimenez was playing for Malaga at the time. Uh, Ricky Rubio was still yet to be drafted. Um, he's 17 years old in this game, which is crazy. And and Kidd is guarding him like yes. full court, oh, yeah. pressuring the shit out of him. I, I, and he I, handles it. Yeah, there's one. There's one where he gets him like bad in the first quarter. He gets Jason Kidd. And just like swoops in for layup, and I, this kid's seventeen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really crazy. He's going toe to toe with Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Carlos Mendes playing for Malca. Juan Carlos Navarro was coming off of his loan season with the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, in the NBA, and he went back to Barcelona after that. Obviously, Dagasol, legendary player. Uh, and then yeah, Ru- Rubio we already talked about. And there's good players on the bench, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, um, this is a very good Spain team. This is not like they're like everybody expected them to be in and amongst the gold medal game. I mean, and this the, is and not they, a surprise they, that they were there. they fit so well together, and yeah. they know exactly what they're doing. They know Powell's our best player. JCN and Rudy, you guys like let it just let it fly, do what you gotta do on offense. And other guys just do their job. Good screening, good, you know, good rotations, playing the two, three zone, just kind of incredible yep. communication. And it just uh, as I get older and older, the more and more I realize that fit, fit is what matters. Fit always matters more than talent. Yeah, I mean, of course you have to have a guy, I think, to win these games. Like they they had to have Pow to even hang, right. to right, hang. Right, right. But you 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 cannot just throw, you know, all right, Pow and then four one Carlos Navarros. Like it has to be the right right pieces and like Felipe Reyes I gotta give him credit he never once is like oh like let me get a post up he just, I, just does just, his job just yeah. do what I gotta do do what I'll I gotta set do screens I'll roll yeah yeah I'll I'll, I'll make sure so I like I'll make sure LeBron knows I'm here when he comes in the lane and like that's that's just what he does and again when you have 40 minutes of gameplay and so many possessions that that's that's how that's how it's done it's not just oh and that, that's the my my fear of this USA team from what I've watched in the exhibition games, it's very much just like ISO and your turn, my turn, your yeah, turn. Yeah. Cause it's Dame, it's KD, it's Brad Beal. It's all these one-on-one like superstars. I, I, I just prefer in, in, in a competitive game or series to have the team that has fit always. Yeah. And, and kid was a huge part of why the USA team fit so well together, mm-hmm. because like that could have turned into kind of a dueling banjos thing with, like LeBron and Kobe, and then Melo, now it's your turn or whatever. Oh, well, I guess we'll give Dwight a post up. But Jason Kidd just kind of kept the ball moving. He played quarterback. You know, he didn't care if he ever took a shot. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he does take a shot in, the, in this championship game. Um, but but he kind of finds guys in the right spot. And when they went zone, he orchestrated the offense. You know, he got everybody kind of where they should be. Um, and they kind of went from there. I mean, they they mostly play with either Melo as LeBron as, as the as the four Correct. pretty much the entire game. And then so, Dwight Howard and Bosch, yes, yeah. kind of alternate as the centers. And so yeah. like you know, it's a, it's a pretty modern looking like offense for them. It is. Um, I actually was surprised, but I, I didn't really remember that uh where they're the guys are huge i mean you have lebron and Melo both like six eight six nine kobe six six and jay kid's a pretty you know stout yeah, dude yeah he's six, so it's four. not necessarily yeah. small but it is very much uh that's what they're going for they're trying to play two two small yeah. forwards at once 
Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll get to the game here, but yeah, there's so many like interesting kind of like strategic things that happen as we, as we move forward. But yeah, the game starts with the U S winning the tip. LeBron hits a three is the first buck of the game. Yeah. Um, and the, the energy in the building was great. I mean, oh. the Chinese fans, obviously they just like love these NBA players. I mean, yeah. the, the, the cheers for Kobe and LeBron, I mean, Kobe, especially, but then LeBron too, like are during just, the intros are crazy. Yeah. When yeah. Kobe gets introduced, I was yeah. like, Whoa. it's like a spiritual experience <laughs> yeah. for them, you know, like, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I, I just put my notes. Let's go. Cause uh, Spain immediately follows up with a, a pick and roll that results in a pow and one. Yeah. I was like, yeah, here we go. We're off to the races here. So uh, Kobe picked up his second foul, the 6.30 mark of the first quarter. Uh, Dwayne Wade checked in for him, and man, did Dwayne Wade have a good game. Uh, Darren Williams came came in for LeBron at the same point. So I thought that was interesting that he sat LeBron and Kobe. He did that twice, sat LeBron and Kobe at the same time. I thought and he they go at least one of them. In. And they go to the bench, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, Because it is two, two of the you know top 10, top 15 guys of all time just kind of chilling with towels over their knees and they're just like yeah. sitting right next to each other. And it, it, it is pretty amazing, especially with, you know, Kobe's passing. It, it is, it is pretty bone chilling watching these two it, yeah. just Titans yeah. lead, lead this team. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed like, yeah, that part, but we'll get to kind of Kobe later. I have a lot of thoughts on that. Oh, yeah. um, Wade immediately gets two laps right when he comes in by attacking the rim. I mean, that was, that stood out to me so much. It's just like how relentless he was at getting to the rim. Uh, then the Chris's check in Chris Bosch and Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, and then Mello was the only starter uh, left on the floor for a little bit. But then a, a bit after that, uh, Tayshawn Prince came in for him. So Tayshawn Prince was kind of the 10th man. Um, he got a decent amount of minutes in this game. I think he played about eight minutes. And he, and he um, does, he does, he does his job well. Yeah. He scored a couple he, buckets. Yeah. 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 Played good defense, got a couple rebounds. Yeah. No, he, yeah. Prince was a kind of a good fit for this team. Love Tayshawn. Um, yeah. And this, and he's coming off of, I mean, you know, in 2008, the, the Pistons still made the conference finals. This is still a very good team. He's one of the best players on it. So oh, yeah. it wasn't that weird that Tayshawn Prince was on the team. Uh, first quarter, thrilling basketball. Like I said, they were, uh, us was up 38, 31 after that first uh, quarter, second and, quarter, and Chris Paul, th- there's time there. There were a couple times there in the first quarter. I was like, Oh, do does Chris Paul have like 20 in this game? And yeah. I just don't remember it. <laughs> Cause he has like an, and one hits a kind of nice jumper. It, it's also an era where guys didn't know what length of shorts to wear. Oh, so Chris Paul's are like kind of just too big. Yeah. And then, you know, Kobe looks fine. LeBron looks fine, but some of the smaller guys look a little silly. So this kind of kicked off that, like, kind of tight jersey with yeah. the really baggy shorts era. Yeah. Like I remember like Kentucky did that for like three or four years. Texas, all the Nike schools, they started to do it. It's such a weird look. It's I don't really terrible. know why that was so big. I remember I had some Kentucky shorts in that era. I was like, man, these are like, I, I, I prefer a baggier stuff. Like I'm not like one of those new, like, oh, I got to roll my shorts like eight times, you know, like yeah. some of the like kids that play today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I like stuff like be up my knee or whatever, but like, I mean, these shorts were like so long and so baggy. I was like, man, even for me, this is a little bit much. But, uh, but. And, and they're not, they're not like, uh, especially those college ones, uh, Michigan State too. They, they all did that. Yeah, they did. They're not um, thick. So they're, they're like thin and they, long. Yes. It's just uncomfortable. I, yeah. I can't play in that. <laughs> yeah. And then the jerseys were like, like weirdly tight yeah. for, for like, yeah, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. But I, I, w- I want to say like this design that Nike had, like almost kicked that off, kicked off that. Era. For sure. I think, yeah, I think the hyperdunk. Yes. Uh, these changes in yeah apparel of kind of t- tighter and then and of course now it's just gotten even more more you know like you said the, <laughs> the aau rolling of the shorts yes. is like hilarious to me yeah like nine <laughs> times yeah uh okay kobe is steel uh, kobe steel and dunk made it 43 31 usa early in the second quarter and i thought that was kind of danger time for spain uh the lean then the lead then ballooned to 13 on the next possession after a mellow three uh, Moving through the second quarter, the lead was back to 13, 55-42, after a quick five-point burst from D-Wade. This is uh, really a very well-played game, I thought, for the most part, uh, other than some of the Spain turnovers. I thought they had some turnovers in that second quarter. Yeah. I was just like, man, those were ugly, you know? Yeah. And they were mostly came from, they just don't didn't really know how to handle the athleticism of the USA's wings. Like, that's the thing that's the difference in a lot of these. Like, a lot of these international teams, they have really good big men and really good guard play, but their wings are just nowhere near as good as the U.S. players. Like, Correct. that's usually where the U.S. kind of makes their hay. 
Um, and, and, and that I think paid off big time in this game for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and just the, uh, like you said, not being kind of ready for that physically, it, it shows just even in the numbers, it's like Spain wasn't able to get that many open threes. You know, I think they only take like 14 or something in this game. And that's just not, not near enough. And half of them are Rudy Fernandez. Yeah. yeah. It's just not near enough for, for, for what you're trying to do against this team. They just weren't, it was either Rudy Fernandez step back from way out or Juan Carlos Navarro from way out. They, there was never like a wide open because, <laughs> because we're all over the place. The U S yeah. is all over the place. The only one they got, the only like wide open catch and shoot three they got was late in the game. I, th- I think Kobe like fell and it yes. was Jimenez that hit that yes. one late. Yeah. yeah. And that was like the only one that was like, wow, that was just like a wide open three. Like you yeah. just haven't seen that this whole game. Um, <laughs> Crazy. But yeah. Okay. So it's 58, 44 uh, USA after LeBron three. I think that's the largest lead they ever had. It was 14. Um, yeah. But then right. Rudy Fernandez happens. Rudy Fernandez was terrific in the second quarter. He barely played in the first quarter. He didn't come in until about a minute left. I thought he quarter. started. I completely forgot that. Yeah. He barely played. Uh, Wade and Fernandez trade threes to make it 63, 40, 54 USA. At this point, Spain is five from eight, five for eight from three. And the USA was eight for 11 yeah, from yeah. three to start the game. It's crazy. Uh, after a breathless first half, it was 67, 61 USA. Spain played a heavy dose of two, three zone in that first half. Spain was 18 of 21 from the line. And the USA was 17 of 20 yeah. from the line. So a lot of free throws for both teams in the first half. That was the one downside. There were quite a few foul calls, but other than that, I thought the first half was great. Any I, other thoughts on the th- first half? It's, it's tough when, um, especially for Spain, it's tough when you got, uh, Dwayne Wade, just there's just nothing he can do uh, at this time in his career. I think he's gonna get overlooked as time goes on. It's just the you you, you said it, how relentless he is. Uh, I I can't imagine trying to deal with that when your your mind is on oh LeBron, oh Chris Paul, oh Jason Kidd, but this other guy comes in is the best player on the court for this game. Dwayne his Wade. first step is so quick, it's like unbelievable. I, like I, I almost forgot like just how quick he was, like. I thankfully have not done this because I, you know, I have a, a, a basketball memory that lasts longer than, you know, four days. But, but like, <laughs> yeah, like I think people look at D Wade and they think, oh, 06 finals and then the time with LeBron. Yeah. And it's like, that's the only part of his career it's like they actually think about. in between. Yes. The two years before LeBron got there. Now, he barely played in 07 08, which is why they're so bad. And they uh-huh. got that number two pick, right? Which they took Michael, Beasley. Michael Beasley. Yeah. But the next two seasons, so after these Olympics, 0809 and 0910 are two of the best shooting guard seasons of all time. Like, like two of the like ten best shooting guard seasons. Like, this includes Jordan, Kobe. Like, like they are unbelievable. Those two seasons are better than some of Jordan's. Yes, than better than some of Kobe's seasons. It's like they're two of the best shooting guard seasons ever, ever. And then he has a really good run with LeBron. And then obviously he fades a little bit and like back back portion. Well, that's that's because he's he didn't take care of his body and the the way way he he plays. plays, The way he plays is just reckless you know yeah. it's like what you see with uh blake griffin it's like oh dog yeah because you were going wild you're crashing into people and your yeah. first six years in the league you couldn't yeah you couldn't you just couldn't stop and uh credit credit to wade for that's just kind of the way he's carried himself his whole career was i'm just gonna keep playing as hard as i can as hard as i want to and we'll, we'll see what happens after yeah and thanks to i mean just like modern medicine and like you know i mean i think I mean, you say take care of his body i think he did do a good job of that like like in terms of training and things like oh, that yeah. it's more it's just more on the court yeah yeah, on the, the court, court. He, he didn't know how to, like, Yeah, well, plus he played four years of college, you know? So, yeah, that's so true. The fact that he even made it 16 years in the NBA is, like, pretty impressive. But I do feel like it probably could have been 20, you know, if he, like, really wanted it to be. Like, he's yeah. still playing. I mean, well, like, like, the way LeBron, just the way he runs, he's paying attention to, yeah. oh, if I do this, that's why I'll, I'll, like, always stay on the balls of my feet. But Dwayne Wade was, like, always on his heels. like half, Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just reckless. The way he kind of clogged down and just, he's just, that's the way he played. That's the way kind of Ginobili played, too. I think we saw it hurt him at times. Uh, Definitely. That's right. why Jerome could play heavy minutes. Yeah, those those two guards, like, yeah, you, it's just a really tough spot because you're usually going to be, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, 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 and you're always going to have, like, the best defender on you, and it's just hard. And 
Wade made a living just like playing as hard as he could. And I think it's going to kind of hurt him legacy wise. Yeah. I, I can't remember who it was that did this, but there's a study that someone did about like when the Heatles were all together about the running styles of different players in the heat. And they said, LeBron's running style is the most conducive to a longer career because of just how he runs. Like, like, yeah, like you talked about kind of like how he lands, like on the balls of his feet and stuff like that. Whereas Dwayne Wade's was the most conducive to injury yeah, because yeah. it's like, it's so heavy. Like it's such a heavy foot. Yeah, LeBron's he takes like a cat. hard yeah. steps. You know what yeah. I mean? And he does those long euros where it's like this, you know, he's planting his full foot, you know, into it. And so it's, it's just a very different running style. And so the guy was like, it's no surprise that Wade has had more injury problems yes. than LeBron has. But for those injuries, God but, bless him, though, man. Yeah, yeah he, he's the man. Yeah, because he played the way he did when he was in his prime. He was absolutely thrilling to watch. Like, he is yeah. so fun to watch in this game. I can't. I, yeah, can't uh, overstate that. And, and I, I love what he's doing now. When you're like working with the Utah Jazz. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So yeah, what a cool owners, guy. Yeah, crazy. What a cool dude. Uh, okay, Rudy Fernandez started the uh, second half for Juan Carlos Navarro after Rudy's strong second quarter showing. Dwight Howard, I thought, looked a little bit out of place in this game. Um, not in the Olympics in general. I thought he had decent yes, Olympics. Yes. But in this game specifically, it was just like a little bit, like when Bosch came in, it just, everything looked a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, like Dwight did have some good moments and he had that one pick and roll late where he got that dunk. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but overall, overall, it was like just a little clunky. I mean, you know, this Spain team was such kind of a finesse team. The game was up and down. Yes. I think it just required like someone with like a little more kind of dexterity, a little bit more skill, you know? And Chris I think Bosch, yeah, yeah. Chris Bosch made more sense in this game specifically. But I mean, he still was relatively effective. Um, but there were just times where it looked like he just looked a little bit out of place. Does yeah, that make sense? Like, for sure. And and Powell at this yeah. time is just so much smarter than him. Uh, and, and Mark Mark gets in a couple times too. This is Mark before he played in the NBA. Yeah. And he 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 totally gets Dwight on a few plays. Uh, but but he is like you said at this time and in the Olympics he was good overall. Like Dwight Dwight's another way more than you know like Dwayne Wade's always gonna be respected, but Dwight's not, and it pisses me off. Uh, he was a like. A total, you know, total animal on defense in his prime. Like, really, one of the best defenders I've ever seen. The his his intuition was crazy, and it looked like he didn't even wasn't even trying. Sometimes like it's just I'm just I'm just in the spot. Some of the stuff Giannis does reminds me of Dwight. You know, reminds me of prime Dwight when he was just everywhere on defense. And I I hate that that's gonna get kind of squandered by the way his career is gone from his personality stuff yeah. you know and that sucks that that sucks because there's so many guys from the past that uh when we didn't have you know a million different ways to talk about everything in sports like you said uh, have a four-day memory yeah uh, back then i'm sure there are guys who were just as annoying as dwight you know but they're not gonna they're not gonna reap that because it's just a different time and well and our access athletes are just so different. exactly like you know what i mean like you're not exactly. posting stuff you're not like constantly i mean yeah yeah i mean he, he's gonna be he's gonna yeah, not get the benefit of the doubt on a lot of this stuff. Yes. Like he was just kind of a weird dude, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but no, he was a great player, especially this era. I mean, he's about to lead the Magic to the finals in the next season. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Juan Carlos Navarro uh, checked back in uh, into this game in the middle of the third quarter. Got his floater game going, cut the lead to four midway uh-huh. through that third. Spain stuck with a zone for most of the quarter, and the U.S. combated it by using LeBron along the baseline to find gaps, which I really liked. Yes, LeBron just kind of was like jack of all trades in this game. Just like yeah. whatever y'all need, like whatever y'all need. Exactly. I'll rebound, I'll push the pace, I'll score if I need to, you know. But I'll just I'll be a passer, I'll be a hub on offense. So yeah, they did a couple different things. I liked when they used him on the baseline because he was mm. just kind of like yeah, that one pass to the Bosch. touch pass. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Man. Yes. Yeah, that got in for free throws, but yeah. Um, I really, really like that. Kobe found him really nicely for that one finish where he kind of mm-hmm. had that, like, kind of little reverse type finish. And then, yeah, that touch past the Bosch led to, uh, led to a pair of free throws for the Raptor that he made. Uh, Spain got back into the game by slowing it down a bit on offense and getting their pick and roll game uh, with Navarro and Pal. They also got it deep uh, to the Gasols for a couple of easy buckets. Um, okay, time to talk about Marcus. So 
uh, Dave Grohl out there, Jack Black out yeah, there yeah. with the hair and the com. I mean, yeah, he's obviously like he's like much bigger than he was in the NBA, mm-hmm. like I'm just weight wise. Um, but he was like he was great in this game. I thought he had a really good game, just throwing his weight around. I mean, he's, he's still the same kind of like smart cerebral, like you know, good you know post up player that he became in the NBA. Um, but it's just funny to see him in this like setting. It's, it almost looks like a created character, you know, what I mean? like a two K created player. Yeah, yeah, definitely not the prototype <laughs> for, for you know a, a modern modern big. He is so bloody smart like right away. And I, I remember, I do remember during this tournament being like, man, he's going to be, good. is he going to yeah. be like as good as his brother? Like, this is kind of crazy. And did you catch just kind of how wild his free throw routine is? Yes. Good Lord. <laughs> to, I mean, to talk about 10 seconds for Giannis. I, Marcus all needed a, he would dribble it like four times down here yeah. like, <laughs> and kind of pull his Jersey up a little bit. It looked like a 12 year old. Which is weird because the FIBA rule is actually you only get five seconds. Yeah. But he broke that every time. Yeah. Every time he took a free throw, I was like, Easily. I guess you just don't care. There's not counting. But yeah. God, I love him. I, yeah. I love him. I love him <laughs> yeah, so much. Uh, the hair is also not, it's just like so unkempt. Yes. <laughs> and kind of awkwardly placed. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm really glad that I was, that was one of my favorite takeaways from this, rewatching this, was just kind of remembering kind of his career. Like this is where it kind of started for um, American viewers. We were like, oh. This guy could be, this could be a real guy. It's not just Powell's younger brother who's kind of fat. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, I, I, I love like the international game and stuff like that, but I'm not watching like Barcelona in, over and know, over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll see some clips or whatever, but um, so yeah, I, I had no idea what he could bring to the table. This is our, our first glimpse of Palgasol, of Marcusol. Yeah. Um, all we knew was like, oh man, he was like thrown into that trade for his brother just, you know, a few months prior. And who, and who, Javaris Crittenton. I think he was is in that. that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. God. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, still, Yikes. I mean, it actually looks better now because of how good Mark was. Yeah. But, but in the moment it was like, this is just a steal. Just a gimme steal. for the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, a Carmelo three pushed the lead back up to 10 for the U S and they ended up leading 91, 82 after three quarters. Uh, the USA was shooting 62% through three quarters, uh, but had definitely cooled off from three in that third quarter and from the free throw line as well. They, they missed a few free throws due to Dwight Howard getting fouled a couple of times yeah. to start the fourth quarter, uh, Powell alley-oop and then a Rudy three cuts the lead to two, which is eight thirteen left. Kobe then answers after a timeouts. Uh, I thought that was a really smart timeout by Coach that, K there because you can kind of feel it drifting. Oh, it gets loud. Yes. It gets loud. It gets loud. And and um, you, you and I both watched this on YouTube. Yeah, talk and, about that for a second. Yeah, and yeah. it was it's a uh, on it's incredible quality. It's like the Olympic Channel has you know 1.6 million views or something, which is great. You know, it's really cool that people are watching this game. Uh, but there's no commentary, so you're just hearing the players and, and, the, crowd, and the coaches. Yeah. And, and I love when they go to the Spain huddles because they're just screaming in Spanish. And it's really cool to kind of kind of see that. But also you hear Coach K screaming a couple times. And this is the moment where he's like, you could clearly hear him say, it's time to fucking get big. Yeah. Because he's he's like angry. Like, are you serious? Y'all let them get back in this after two minutes? You know, we were up by nine going into this quarter. And you just let Rudy Fernandez kind of kind of ball on you guys. And I I, I loved that, that aspect of watching it this way without commentary. Just hearing that kind of, you know, the ins and outs of what it means, like when you're in the middle of something so important, you know, it's it felt like a little battle almost, you know, it's yeah. like this is bigger than a basketball game. It's it's two countries like really going at it and one of them kind of taking it to us. And Coach K felt, like you said, felt that moment was like timeout is definitely needed. Uh, and you also have, uh, you know, because if, if this is an NBA game, you know, it'd be the 10 minute mark, not the 813, you know, yes. that two less minutes is huge. And Coach K is like, guys, it's like, <laughs> Yo, like we, we kind of have to be serious, serious right here. And I'm not, I'm not a big Coach K fan, but heavens, genius stuff in this game. Um, this is the first time I've really given him the credit he probably deserves. 
I just don't, you know, I just don't really like Duke and I'm not really a big coach K guy, but in this game, he handles the substitutions and what's going on the timeouts pretty perfectly. Uh, yeah, I agree. And the, and just the, just the, the tone of the game, you yes. know, understanding, okay, this is a time when I can kind of like let them go a little bit. This is mm-hmm. a time when we need to tighten up a little bit. And yeah. this is a time when I need to yell at them. Yes. Yeah. Cause yeah. they're, yeah, they might be a bunch of grown ass men, but well, like, we're not about to lose this. Yeah. yeah no, thing. hell no. <laughs> but it's not desperate, you know, either. It's like, it's like, it's like, all right guys, like kind of go, you know, like yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not this like, it's like, what are we doing out there? You know, it's, it's like a, it's like just, it's an encouragement, you know? Yes. Um, and, yeah, and, he, and he's known for like cursing a lot. So yeah. he, hearing that was cool to me. Cause I, I, you don't hear that in Duke games. They're not, you know, that's not yeah, happening. Not allowed to show that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not happening. So I, I really appreciated the, the kind of human side of it. At one point, LeBron, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of his and it's because of the little things like you were saying, I'll do whatever, you know, whatever's necessary. I'll stand on the free throw line and just pick passes apart. You know, I love that. But at one point he, there are, uh, Spain shooting free throws. It's like late in the third quarter, and LeBron's like, "Hey, we have three team fouls. Like, we we can be physical." So he said, "Let's fucking go." Yeah. And you can. He's looking right at Kobe, and you're like, "What?" Like, yeah. I didn't hear that. You know, I, I don't hear that stuff the first time, or they bleep it out, or you know, whatever, whatever. Or happens. someone's talking over it, yeah, because right? there's commentary. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mike Brain's like, "Bang." Yeah. <laughs> Norm, <laughs> normally, or Mark Jackson saying some bullshit. So you you normally don't get to hear all that stuff, and I I, I found it kind of organic to just see the game for what it was and hear the players speak. You can hear him calling for screens and this and that. And you hear Spanish stuff. I thought, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I, I added to this. I don't want to do this for every game, but it added to this particular viewing because I, you could just feel the intensity. Well, especially when you've seen before too. So it's like, yes. okay. Like I don't, you know, I kind of know the rhythms of this game a little bit, but like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I like, it, I don't, I don't want game five to be no commentary for the yeah, finals. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there is a value to because like there were times where like, I had no idea like how many fouls a guy had or you know because like there's Correct. not a running thing like you just have no idea or we even didn't know about points. the team we didn't know about the team fouls until yeah, LeBron timeouts left like <laughs> yeah. we, you don't really know anything yeah because they're not saying anything and there's there's so few graphics on the screen that's like you don't really know what's happening so yeah so yeah it's it's not how I'd want to watch every game but I did I did enjoy it for this one yes um okay so back to the action uh, Darren Williams three and then a Dwight Howard dunk pushed the USA lead back to nine but then Rudy Fernandez just keeps coming yep uh, right back with a three and immediately after that Kobe hits a three just incredible stuff at this point uh LeBron gets a put back to make it 10392 that's that left-handed one that he had he kind of missed the initial so got his cool. own rebound again lefty layup yeah uh, 103-92. but then Rudy gets the play of the game by driving baseline and dunking all over Dwight Howard for an and one, and, the, and he kind of hangs. Yes. Oh man, I don't dunk. think he knew that was going to happen. Probably not. I, I think yeah. when he went to the rim, he was like foul, foul. Like give me, like I just gotta yeah. get the free throw line. He like realized, oh, I kind of have the angle here. And he does get fouled, and he and he yeah. still like, hangs on the rim. <laughs> this guy's as skinny as me, and he just just destroyed Dwight Howard. <laughs> one of my favorite things in this game, and and it's so like it, it's so Spanish, like. So every time something good happens like that, the Spain players, they just kind of come forward a little bit. Oh, and it's yeah. the same as when you watch like a Liga game yes. and like Barcelona scores, those two rows just kind of come forward. You know what I mean? And they just kind of have that roar. It's like, the, like if you watch a game, like a, a La Liga game, the roar is different than like a, a Premier League game, you know? Like yes. it just sounds different. I don't know what, it's hard to describe, but it was so funny to watch the players do the exact same thing that I see week in and week out, mm-hmm. just like in these crowds in the Liga. But oh yeah, um, I, oh, I, would, I would love to be on that Spain bench there. Yeah. They were getting after it all game. Yeah, yeah. It's just, at this point too, it's like the game is at such a high intensity. And when we watch some of these old games, sometimes I notice this a lot. The first quarter is usually my favorite quarter to watch because it's the quickest pace. Like the teams are just, it's just like, let's just get out and run. Let's see what we have in this first quarter. And then obviously as the game gets later, it gets tightened, you know, whatever. But in this game, it got tightened. It, the pace definitely slows as you as you move you know, forward throughout the quarters, but the quality doesn't drop off. No. Whereas sometimes that does happen in, in some of these, you know, classic games. Because both teams, both teams have, uh, you know, Rudy Fernandez, JCN, 
Ricky Rubio, Pyle, all those guys can either play half court or they can run. Mm-hmm. And, and then obviously odd, USA plays. Yeah. Same with USA. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, that, that, that is a big part of it. It's like, yeah, the, these teams were built for kind of any style. So that does make it like every style is going to be fun to watch from these two teams. But um, after a pow jumper, it was 104-99 USA. On the next play, Kobe gets that famous and 1-3 uh, that, that fouls Rudy out of the game and makes it 108-99 USA. Um, so that's, that is the game, the play that seals it to me. It's like yeah. he, that little jab, he gets him that little jab. And then I think he, he basically like taps his elbow, it looks like. Kobe drains it, makes the free throw pushes the lead back to nine. But yeah, when it got to 104.99, it's like, man, Spain, they're right there. I mean, it's just like, they're right there. Um, but they actually cut it to four later. After pushing in transition, JCN finds Jimenez in the corner, and that's the one that they kind of, somebody had fallen. Um, his three cuts the lead, uh, the USA lead down to four again, 108-104. Um, LeBron is now playing in the high post yep. to counter Spain's zone. That was a huge move, I thought, by whoever decided to do it. Maybe it was LeBron. Um, and they're essentially playing a high low. So Bosch is now low. LeBron is high. Um, they switch every once in a while, but for the most part, LeBron plays as as kind of the high post, which is really smart. I mean, just best passer, put him at the high post. Tall guy can see over everything. Uh, he finds Wade on the next play, and his three makes it one one eleven one oh four, and that definitely sealed it. And that's what Wade was like. Yes, yeah, just yelling at the crowd. He gives him twenty seven for the game. I mean, so he just, cool. Yeah, he had just been great. And remember, the three point line is a little bit closer than the not a little bit at this point. It's actually quite a bit closer. So for D Wade, that's huge. Yes, yes, because exactly. he was not, not exactly. a huge three. Even point Kobe, game. even Kobe. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kobe shot a lot of long twos, but um, they're threes in this. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so yeah, uh, down the stretch, USA basically finished the game with Bosch, Braun, Kobe, Wade, and CP, uh, which is just such a <laughs> badass lineup. That's just like so awesome. Like I, I immediately uh, want to go play with him on 2K. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh man, man I that's a cool team. That, but. Not, but really, not quite enough of the shooting I would like. Like not quite, like too many guys who need the ball. But they, you know, they slice up this zone here in this game. But if I were playing on 2K, I'd want a maybe- later version of Bosch. Maybe or switch Wade for like, you know, uh, like a Clay Thompson. You yeah, know, sure. A guy who's yeah. just more a space. Right, yeah. I, I got yeah. LeBron and Kobe and CP. Yeah. yeah. But that's you know, <laughs> complaining. You about. may not need yeah. that much shooting when you have that. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're just getting to the rim. At yeah. Will. Kobe, yeah. you're a shooter today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's a shorter, you know, three, then like you definitely don't need <laughs> yeah. that much shooting. But yeah. A Kobe runner with 111 left makes it 113, 105. Chris Paul free throws, a Rubio technical foul, and then Kobe free throws God. make it. Well, that was ridiculous. And then a 118-107 final score. Uh, what a game. I mean, just what a game. I, I, it was so fun. I mean, the last two minutes, it does peter out just like a little, a little bit, bit down yeah. the stretch, but, um, especially after that wave three. But yeah, just an excellent, excellent basketball game. Yeah, I had a blast rewatch this. It will not be my last time. Um, and I think, I think, you know, YouTube is such a great tool for for anybody, any age that's trying to, you know, learn more because this is how you do it. This is how you do it. You watch games that have already happened with context and and you you learn a lot that way. And I I think for me personally, this is doing something like this. My brain went to a million different places while I was watching the game, but also just watching this kind of greatness unfold. Uh, For example, we brought up Tayshaun Prince. So he's drafted 0203. I thought about how, Mello, LeBron, Wade, Bosch. One of those guys should have been his teammate. And that could have been LeBron and Tayshawn or D. Wade and Tayshawn. That could have been incredible. That could have been, you know, the Pistons could have kept going for a long time uh, with, with that, that kind of draft pick. That's where my brain goes. It goes to these wild places. And I I love the off, off-court stuff with this USA team in particular. I remember LeBron, you know, doing the kind of making fun of Kobe a little bit. But he's like, it's all it's all in good fun. And LeBron's got his like jersey tucked in and he's like, Yeah, I so 
said, yeah, you said anytime you see Kobe doing that little triangle, all get the hell out of the way. Get the hell out of the way. Yeah, all that stuff. And my my brain was racing while watching this game. At the same time, I was like appreciating every possession. And that's that's one of my favorite things about sports and basketball specifically. It's just like where it takes me and the distractions I have uh, completely takes me away from my my normal life, my day to day life. And and YouTube is like a huge reason why. <laughs> and I, I just like I, I encourage anyone who who likes basketball and wants to learn more that it, YouTube just go there, look up full games, look up old '90s games, look up USA games, whatever you want. It, it's it's all there and. It's, it's changed the way you and I kind of can do something like this. You know, I know you own a lot of games, but but I don't. And it's really cool that we can watch this almost like it's a movie and kind of, oh, you know. Remember talk, this part? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk yeah. about these little ins and outs. And, and, and again, with context, it takes it to a whole other level because, because of, you know, Kobe's in this fucking game. Like Kobe Bryant, this guy who just passed away recently. It is so special to watch him kind of doing this thing for USA in a specific role where he's, he's the leader. He's, you know, the oldest guy, he's the oldest best player on the team anyway, uh, him and Jay kid. And this is my favorite Kobe. This is my favorite version of Kobe watching him with a bunch of other super talented players, kind of, you know, everybody keep your cool. I got this. I love that Kobe. I, I, I adore that Kobe and, and him on defense is like, God, the dude's so fucking smart. He, he, he knows how to, he knows how to take plays off without really taking them off. His mind is always there, always moving, always present. And, and for that, it it like made me appreciate him more. And that's why we do this, you know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. And it made me appreciate Dwayne Wade more. And it made oh, me appreciate Chris Bosh more and LeBron and James Paul, like, and watch Ricky Rubio. Chris Paul right now is in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. And watching him 13 years ago, you know, just slicing these people up. It is, it is awesome. Beautiful. And then, so yeah, only, and then the other side, Spain. Only three. Three of the players are still playing: Dwight, LeBron, and CP. Right? They're wow. The three players are still playing in the league. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which I mean, thirteen years ago, it's like that's that is a long time ago. So that makes sense. There'd only be three players. But yeah. Yeah. They're the only three players still playing in the league. That's so wild. And, and with Spain, we talked about Ricky Rubio's seventeen. You yeah. Know, only he, two of those guys are still playing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Rubio and Mark. And Mark. Yeah. Yeah. And Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy Fernandez. Man. What a damn okay. shame that he didn't yeah. get to. Get, I, I'm still convinced that if he would have been on the right team, gone to the right franchise, I think I think what happened to him is similar to what happened to Drazen Petrovic with the Blazers early on. Just the coach didn't quite know what he was capable of or what he could really do. Because uh, Rudy should have been on like a contending team in the NBA. He's that good. Yeah, and, and could have been like a, such an awesome like spark plug yes. like for a great team. You well, know yeah, what I mean? imagine yeah. if we could have had him as our starting two yeah. in front of Manu. Like, man, I. Uh, yeah, I I really I think we missed out. I think I think Americans missed out on watching him and JCN, who are just super special talents. Yeah, I think the JCN problem is the defensive side. Like oh, Rudy can at least defense, hold up yeah. against like two guards and stuff. Well, you know and, I mean? and JCN, let's be honest, he played he played in Memphis for one year. He probably was like, this is not my cup of tea. I'm yeah. gonna go back to where I can Spain. get shots yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, okay, yeah. The, the 2008 Olympics. I was gonna mention that at some point. This is the first Olympics I really kind of threw myself into, and like as from a basketball standpoint, like I definitely watched the 04 games. I, I remember watching um, the the Puerto Rico game at a cheesy Jane's. Do you remember? Carlos it was after, Arroyo, yes, and Carlos Arroyo just lighting up the USA, and everyone's like, "Oh, we got to go!" And I'm like, "No, I'm watching. I'm watching this Olympic game. Yeah. I want to see what happens." And they get killed. Like like Puerto Rico just kills the USA. I remember watching the Vince Carter game when he jumped over Frederick Weiss in 2000, and I definitely watched the 2000 gold medal game live. Like I was a little nine year old kid, but I was obsessed yeah. with it still. Um, 
but this is the first one where I was like, I watched like all the Olympics. Like I was watching yeah. the non USA games. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so I just, I fell in love with Sun Yue from China. Oh yeah. Uh, I fell in love with uh, Serena Skazakezovic from, from oh, Lithuania. Just Vasilis Spanoulis from Greece. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Papalukas as well. Um, and then obviously these Spanish guys, yeah, the, the Fernandez, Ricky Rubio. I was like, this kid's my, my age. Like he was like a, like a week older than me and yeah, he's and, playing in the Olympics. It's crazy. He was, uh, he was in a, I think slam magazine. He was. And it said like best player, not in the NBA. Yeah. He's like, what? This teenager He's just a few years older than me. And like you said, your age, what? That can't be. And, and, and the hype he, he, to me met the hype at this tournament where I was like, dude, this guy is playing with grown ass men. Yeah. I mean, again, Jay kid is all, over him hammering him in this game the first quarter and he just keeps keeps going jose calderon does not ah, yeah does not play a minute in this game yeah and he's coming off his best season in the nba jose calderon's a very good player why did he not play he doesn't play at was all. He i just think it's just i, I think it, i mean there may be a been injury that i just forgot about but i think it's just he they just went with rubio and navarro as the ball handlers like i yeah like i just don't know when he would have played i mean i, I just i yeah part of me part of me if yeah, I, he doesn't play at all I know zero minutes. When I was looking at the box score, I was like, "Oh shit, Jose Calderon!" You know, yeah. and I remember seeing him on the bench a couple times. But he looks like kind of absent. Like yeah, almost. he may have been hurt. That I, 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 I guess I could look that it had up. To be but something. Yeah. yeah, it's very strange that he didn't play at all. I mean, it, that game. Yeah, he was crazy. damn. I mean, he was in his uniform, so it was like, yeah, yeah. that's that was what was weird. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's such a fun game. And I, I think you have know, to piggyback on your your YouTube thing. Like, yeah, I mean, that is my YouTube. Like, if you look at my like algorithm, it's all like. Oh, best goals from the 1999 Premier League season, or it's like it's like it, YouTube for me is nostalgic, right? I can go back and look at all this stuff like mm-hmm. I used to watch or remind myself of things, or or I can listen to other people talk about like doing what I'm doing here, like yes. oh here's what I remember about this or whatever. I love that stuff, and so like there's so many learning tools out there, and I think anyone I, I would tell kids that I coach, like I would tell you know like some of the kids that are a little more like like care a little bit more that actually you know want to kind of learn about this stuff and like just learn about the game of basketball. Like I would tell them like hey, this is a game you should watch because it's fun. It's actually fun to watch. It's not, it doesn't feel like a relic of the past. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell kids to watch a game from like 1975. Like I'm just not, they're not going to enjoy it. Like they're not going to actually do it. I mean, maybe one in you know a hundred will actually be like, Oh, that was kind of funny or whatever. Like, Oh, look at the differences. But this one actually is like entertaining and like a really, really high quality game. Like it feels like a gold medal game. There's no point where you're like, Oh, well, you know, players today would just like crush these guys. It's like, no, no, like players today, like, there are not many players today who would like last in that game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's Kobe Bryant, it's LeBron James. I mean, these are some of the greatest players ever. Like, and they're having to play like their ass off to win this game. So like, it's, it's a really high level game. So yeah, anybody who's never watched the entire thing, it really is worth it. Like it's worth the watch if you like basketball at all. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to the categories. We have five categories. Yes. We'd like to finish up on uh, first one, fun one, uh, the best Jersey or shirt uh, from the game. Obviously in this one, there'd be a Jersey. So, Quick thing, um, I actually own a jersey from this, not from this game specifically, but from this Olympics. I have the LeBron, the white USA LeBron jersey. I got it in Chicago when we went there. We were there while the Olympics were going on. Hell yeah. Um, I bought into the whole Nike uh, thing and I had to get one. So I got the LeBron number six white one. I also had a number six Ricky Rubio one. I just said Ricky on the back. It was a total knockoff and a knockoff of a jersey that's already like kind of shitty. Like it's just like not a good designs. Leaning is the uh, company that does it. The Chinese company that did it for, uh, but yeah, I sold that one on eBay for about uh, 10 bucks two years ago, with that Ricky Rubio jersey. So I don't have it anymore. Um, but who would you get if you could get somebody from this game? Oh, and what did you think of the jerseys in general? Well, yeah, I hate, the, I hate the Spain ones. They're so dopey and the all white. I've never been a big fan of the all white with no, no uh, like accent on the side. And there's no design on the, on the shorts at all. Yeah. It's just, Plain white shorts. It yeah. just looks weird. It looks like a bunch of like, yeah, it looks like a cheap high school team or something. Like, like a men's league team. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I, but I love some of those players, and I would I'd be kidding myself if I didn't say I wanted I didn't want Juan Carlos Navarro, uh, a jersey of him. I would love a Grizzlies jersey of him. You know, I, I I just I love his game. I love that he's 
like pulling up from like Steph Range. <laughs> and, and the floaters. Oh, the, yeah, he's he's like Trey Young. Yeah, he just like has such a really cool feel for the game. A limitless range, um, unlimited range. Sorry, and, and yeah, his his floater game is is like yeah, it's like Trey Young, Tony Parker. He's, there's not many guys who are better. At, yeah, and he goes to it a lot. Yeah, you know, it's it's like a real weapon. You yeah. Know, but. So so for sure him, but. But because those jerseys suck. Uh, so what for USA? Who yeah, the get? USA ones are actually kind of cool. I, I they are. I like Chris, Chris Paul, Chris yeah. Paul, number thirteen. Uh, I was a huge, huge fan of his at the time. I still am, but even more so early on in his career, he was kind of my hero, and I I wanted him to win MVP so bad. You know, I was like, he's he is better than Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I love the way he led that Hornets team with Ty Chan and David West, and I loved what he did in uh, L.A. I uh, loved what he did last year in OKC, and obviously right now he's in the middle of the finals and could be competing for finals MVP. So I I love that guy to death, and he's super important to when I was playing. Just you know, I I'm you know small point guard, so is he. I just I, I like relating to those guys, and he he's awesome. And the number thirteen is kind of cool. Yeah, so I I would go if I had to get somebody for the USA. I mean, I already have the LeBron, but I would go Melo uh, USA because okay. he's just so good for them. Um, and then for the Spain, I go I would go Marcus Solve because I liked. I tried to figure this out. I think it's the age, but some of the players have their first name on the back, and some of them have the last. It seems like it's an age thing. Like the younger players have their first name. Mark, Ricky. The older players have their last name on the back. So Mark, it just says Mark on the back. That would be such a cool so jersey, cool. right? Yeah. So, and the and the Ricky Rubio one had just said Ricky. It was just Ricky. Yeah. Six, but. Uh, which is awesome. So that's what I would get. But yeah, I do like the USA design is really cool. I don't really like the kind of like slightly tight jersey and like big shorts, but the actual like design of the jersey is really cool. Yeah, just get a size like a little bit bigger than yeah. you normally would. Yeah. Okay, favorite player to watch. Go ahead for you. Uh, in the game. Yeah, a favorite player to watch in the game. Uh, LeBron, easily. Just uh, kind of biased. But D-, D. Wade is by far the best player on the court to me uh, in this game. Yeah, so that was my cop. I just put D. Wade. I was like, I, I was just, unbelievable. Yeah. I think D. Wade, Kobe, and LeBron are the best players on the floor. And then Rudy Fernandez. Uh, or maybe Rudy's ahead of you know, a couple of those guys, but, but D Wade to me, it's like not even close. Like he bails us out a few times, comes off the bench to do this shit. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's awesome. I mean, he's, what a luxury. Yeah. Dwayne Wade off the bench. I mean, yeah, Rudy Fernandez and, 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 yeah. and Dwayne Wade off yeah, the, the bench. The two highest scores for each team. Mm-hmm. So D Wade's line, he finishes with 27 points, uh, nine, of, nine 12. of 12 from the field. <laughs> yeah. Get the hell out of here. Uh, yeah. A couple of, four steals, four steals. couple assists, couple rebounds. Yeah. 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 He was everywhere. He was everywhere. Just and then Rudy Fernandez, game. 22 points, uh, 5 of 9 from 3, uh, 7 and 13 from the field. In 18 minutes, scores 22 points, yeah. leads his Incredible. team in scoring. Uh, Kobe added 20. LeBron James added 14, 6, 3, 3. Uh, and uh, Chris Paul, 13 off the bench. And Carmelo Anthony, 13 points in just 17 minutes. I thought Carmelo could have played more. I think in hindsight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think they really could have tweaked that a little bit and mm-hmm. made it. Uh, but, you know, it's hard. You're basically choosing between, you know, if you want to play LeBron with a four, you're choosing between Kobe, D Wade, and Melo. It's like, uh, As yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you want Chris Paul or Jay Kidd out there, or or Darren Darren Williams has a couple nice little stretches too. Yeah, Ricky Rubio played the most minutes of anybody in this game. Twenty nine minutes, crazy. Seventeen year old, seventeen Ricky year old, Rubio. yeah. And he um, like doesn't shoot; he just is a table setter. And, yeah, yeah, one for three from the field. Yeah, I love. Um, it. Okay, one random observation from the broadcast. It's a little bit tricky. We already talked about this. There's no commentary, so there's nothing like funny we can point out. Like, oh, what a weird promo they did, or what you know, what a weird thing this commentator said. I mean, there is no commentary, so we kind of touched on this already. But was there anything more you want to talk about from the broadcast itself? It's it's just like the world feed. It basically feels like because they have like yeah, it's just like a general like there's no like network attached to it. It's just no, like yeah, the, the Olympic, Olympic channel. Yeah, it's like whatever their feed was. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I again, I loved hearing hearing everything. Thing, hearing LeBron talk, hearing Coach K talk, kind of hearing Dwayne Wade when he's yelling, but but I mostly love being able to hear the hoop. That's my favorite 
favorite, favorite thing. And I, I would always want it to be turned up as loud as it can go. I love hearing the rim pop. The shoes too. The squeak yes, of the shoes. The squeak of the shoes. Yeah. Hearing guys kind of like, oh, like grunting because they're boxing out. Yeah. I like love that. That's like music. LeBron had one on that putback that we mentioned, that left-handed one, where he just that big yell, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah that's, that's my favorite shit. That under the hoop action, that's just so intense. And, and something that I will never, ever, ever experience is playing with other guys who are this damn good, this damn huge playing for at this level for a gold medal. It's just cool hearing, hearing like the intensity, you know? Yeah. How much it mattered. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Really cool. Um, did the right team win? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yes. I mean, I mean, yeah. You, especially yeah. when you take the tournament as a whole. Yes. It's yes. the right team won. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're the best team from first game to last game. But yes. did I, did I kind of want Spain to win a little part of me? Yes. I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm from here, you know, born and raised in the States, but I, there's always going to be something about what if we lose? What is it going to do for the global game? What's the domino effect? Yeah. Like 04. Mm-hmm. Clearly it did something kind of good because we came back just way stronger. Uh, you know, started like really trying to get players to play. But part of me, especially in 2016, I was like, I kind of hope we lose. So we have to re kind of think how we do this. Rethink how we treat this USA thing where you can't just go to Vegas for a couple weeks and just be, all right, y'all roll it out. Like we're good. We got the best players. That's not how it works. Like, that's just not how it works, and or, or I don't want that to be how it works. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I want I want it to be hard. I want these teams to be good. I want it to be a challenge. Like yes. I want the rest of the world to catch up. You know, not not so much to where it's like I mean, the U.S. just never wins again. It's like you know, obviously it's fun winning. It's fun to have yeah. my country win. But you want it to be selfish. You, you want the stakes to be high. Yes. You don't want a dream team scenario where you're beating everybody by fifty. And yeah. Like it's just and okay. nobody has a chance. What are we doing? And it's not even from like a competitive standpoint. I think it's just like that's just bad for the game. You know. Like, yes. That's just that's just a bad sign for the game if nobody can even come close. So the fact that somebody's getting closer and and you know one big takeaway is kind of the last topic that we like to get to. And that's my that's my main one is how much the world caught up in just 16 years. You know, you go from 92 and someone could even say 12 because you'd be like, oh, well, they lost no four. But to me, that's that was a product of not pick, taking the best players, not building a right team. And I had the right coach. That, yeah. yeah, that wasn't necessarily like, oh, man, like the USA just like wasn't good enough then. Like, yeah, no, they were it's just like the very best players didn't go. I mean, Correct. imagine if Shaq, Kobe, T-Mac, they're all on that team. It's like, well, they're not going to lose. I mean, yeah. And, and, and if it's a different coach. But, but instead they have yeah, super young LeBron and Melo and, you know, Iverson. Like yeah, Duncan. Iverson and Marbury. So little shooting. Sean yeah, Marion. Yeah, Duncan, it sucks. That, he, that was the one team he played for. That's such a shame. But um, but yeah, that that to me would be the big takeaway is, is how much the world caught up in, in 16 years. Um, a couple like kind of quick little uh, things I wanted to hit on before we go. Um, this, you could very... Well, make the case that 2008, the summer 2008, is the golden period of Spanish sport. Obviously, we have uh, Rafa Nadal winning Wimbledon over Roger Federer in that iconic final uh, of, of 2008. Um, Spain, the football national team, had just won the Euros for the first time in 44 years uh, and kicked off a three-peat of winning in 08, in 10, and in 12. Uh, three major tournaments in a row, which has never been done before. And that's that's the that's the best era of international football probably of all time. Um, and then uh, Fernando Alonso, the F1 driver, had won a couple of championships at the middle part of that decade as well. So this could easily be the peak of Spanish sports. I mean, I think that's kind of cool. Um, Lionel Messi won gold with Argentina in the 2008 football tournaments uh, at the Olympics. And here he is now. I th- think it's interesting that he now wins his first senior trophy 13 years later, 2021, um, does that mean that the USA is going to also win gold? So it'd be kind of cool if the USA won gold in the Olympics ah. in the two times that Messi wins an international kind of you know trophy, if you could say, uh, for his country. Even though the, the football Olympics, for people who don't know, it's an under-23 tournament, so it's not the very best of the best playing. But it is cool that uh, Messi, Aguero was on that team as well, yeah. um, winning the gold in that, med- in that uh, tournament. Okay, 92 versus 08. Who wins? I have 08. But, <clears throat> like, one game or... 
Like a final? Yeah, like, like a final. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. And if it was a series, I'd say I'd take them in five or six. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. I agree. I, I, I'm not trying to be that guy who's like, oh, you know, I'm, I am I feel a lot when I talk about the dream team, I feel similar to how I, when I talk about Forrest Gump to people, just like, it's not as good as you think. It's yeah. Just, it's just not. It, it, and that's just, that's just how I'm going to think. The 92 team, there's like too many guys who are just not in their prime. They're just not in the best place of their career. It, mainly, you know, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Larry Bird's like kind of done. <laughs> he's he's not he's not who he was, you know, in the in the mid '80s. And Magic obviously is not who he was in the mid '80s. And Jordan is incredible. And their twelfth guy sucks, like sucks bad. The twelfth guy here is is An pretty yeah. is pretty damn good, you know. Um, and I, th- I think that matters. I think that depth matters, especially if you're playing like in a series. I I just think this 08 team is. From one one through twelve, like much better. So yeah, here's how I think I, I look at it. I mean, if you could just get the five best players from each team, then it'd be really close. Yeah. And if you get the players from their prime, I would pick ninety two. Okay. If you had okay, I get I get the dream team, but it's everybody in their prime versus oh eight, everybody in their prime. Ah. I think I would take ninety two. Yeah, yeah. Because you get Larry and Mike and Magic in their prime. So but, so that would be that would be Magic, Jordan, Larry, Barkley, and Dave Robinson. Yeah, or Ewing. Yeah, or Ewing. Yeah, probably probably Robinson. Yeah, as your starting five. So you're getting like 94 Robinson, and 87 Magic, and 86 Bird. I mean, that would be unbelievable. So I think that's what happens. People look at the names. That'd be odd though. Just the spacing would be odd. Well, yeah, but you're you're doing 92. You know what I mean? It's like I can't really do that. I can't punish them for just like being old. So they'd be playing under like 92 rules if that makes sense. For sure, for sure. But I still think it'd be kind of confusing, almost like playing against this team specifically. So it'd be Dwight Howard on. Robinson on David Robinson, LeBron and Barkley. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. You Mellow throw, and bird. Phew, that's awesome. And then Kobe and Jordan, of course, that's what yeah. everybody wants. Yeah. And magic and kid. Yeah. That's perfect. Or I, CP yeah. or whoever's in. Yeah. 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 It will. Magic would kind of handle cause he's so giant. Yeah. I think J kid would have the easiest time, not the easiest, but he, he, yeah, he, he'd do the best at guarding him, but I, I might just like say, fuck it. Let LeBron play point. And you know, like Kobe or D Wade guard magic. Yeah, you know, Wade kind of Wade would have to probably come in at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that 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 would be a fascinating game. I mean, yeah. So I think people look at the names on A two and they're like, oh well, how could how could anyone beat those All names? Like, Famers, yeah, but yeah. Larry Bird, that was the last action he saw, and he barely played in the Olympics. Like he barely played the season. His before. back he was, was gone. He was yeah. done. Yeah, Magic yeah. did not play the season before that because of the HIV virus. So I, yeah, it's it's like to me, if you actually take him like from for where they were at at the time, it's oh eight like pretty easily to me. I mean, not easily. I shouldn't say easily. I mean, obviously, this 92 team, they, they still have like Barkley, MJ, Patrick, you know, MJ, you know, Pippen. I mean, there's guys good. that are amazing. Chris you know, Mullen. And, yeah. in the, and close to their prime, you know. Um, but the 08 team, it's like the entire team is basically in their prime, except Kid. He's the only one that's not in their prime. And, he, yeah, and that's exactly what they needed, you know, was, yeah. was Kid kind of, like you said, quarterbacking. So, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I've kind of always thought that way. Even when the 2008 Olympics were happening, I was just kind of like, why is this the narrative that like 08 redeem team versus the dream team? It's yeah. Like, are we really doing that? Because uh, yeah, a lot of these guys just weren't at their best, and that, that's that's a big big deal to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I think the last thing I want I want to hit on real quick before we go, uh, Bill Simmons talked about it on his podcast a couple times. He's talked about this game. He's brought it up uh, talking about Kobe and like different you know. And he talks about 2012. He compares it to that a lot. Like oh, it, it kind of shows that you know in this moment, like playing on Team USA. He's always a big fan of like guys playing for Team USA, which I, I agree with him on that. Me too. Yeah. And he's like you know look at 08, um, all the guys who played in 08, 09, they had great seasons after. That. Yeah. Look at the guys who played in 2012, in 20, 2012, 13, a bunch of them had their best seasons of their career, and that's true. That's true. I like statistically true. But he talks about like 
oh, in 08, when the going got tough, it was Kobe who like the team turned to. And because that showed that it was kind of his time, you know, yeah, he's doing late. likes that narrative. <laughs> and, stuff like that. and in 2012, it was LeBron, right? He had kind of wrestled that away when the going got tough in the gold medal game in 2012, which is one we might do on this uh, series here. It was yeah. a great game, too. It was LeBron that, that everybody turned to. And he says that about Kobe. I'm not I'm not really sure that's true. Like, if you watch this game, he has the four point play and he has another bucket late. But I think what was cool about this 08 team, and this is not like a shit on Kobe thing. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. It's like, to me, it's much more of a team effort. Like, four different guys make plays down the stretch that are really key. Like, Dwight gets that big dunk, like, after yes. a couple of rebounds on the other end. Bosch actually finishes the game. LeBron has that really big putback that we talked about, right? LeBron, Wade, LeBron yeah. has the touch pass that gets the free throws. Wade has the three that ultimately seals it. It's like, I actually don't, I don't think it's like, oh, like, the last three minutes is just give it to Kobe and everybody got out of the way and he, like, rescued us. Like, the way he says it sometimes, he kind of, phrase it like that and it's like that's actually not true like and he'll say like oh you know go back and watch the game like you know spain was right there that was true and he makes a big play but like a bunch of other guys also make big plays Correct. i think it's a little bit unfair to kind of like make that the narrative also i think that's true of, of 2012 too lebron gets Correct. a big three and has a big dunk late but there's a bunch of other guys that make plays too kobe's mm-hmm. playing down the stretch in that game too yeah so it's like I, and kd has a huge bucket oh yeah so KD, KD was I, yeah awesome. I, I think it's a little bit of like a just like a narrative driven kind of like narrow way to view it um it's just what we like why do we do that we have yeah. to like point we have to remember like one thing this you guy know? saved yeah. them yeah well i even do it here right i call this i call this this category one big takeaway and it's like we, we don't need just one big takeaway but everybody likes that and so like i do want to give people that but i don't know like to me my takeaway was like how much of a team this team was you know like we didn't score 27 in every game Fit, but yeah. they needed it for this game so mm-hmm. he scored 27 you know i don't know i i thought that was like the thing that stood out to me so anything you got you got before we sign off no i know i i, I um think think this is really weird how uh i talked about something similar and the the jazz sonics game that we did for game 7 1996 so 92 to 08 16 years and 08 to now is 13 years that just like didn't sit right with me I'm like, Whoa, what <laughs> i know we're almost we're almost at the ha- like that that would be the halfway point from dream team to now it's like we're getting close to that yeah 2024 is not far away and you know geez <laughs> that kind of that kind of blew my mind and and it this this got me excited for what's to come, you know, in the next few weeks, you know, at the Olympics, and I, I you know, I'm gonna be rooting for our team, but I, but I, I can't stress enough how much fit matters and personalities and those things when you're thrown together for just a, a month, like you really do have to click fast, and the fact that Kobe, Kid, LeBron, Wade, Melo, these guys just clicked, they just got along. They're guys who have huge egos who sublimated those for. Yes one common goal, which I always, that's always really cool. I mean, that's just it really cool to me. Very cool. That they could do that. Yeah, very cool. And and this is, this is how some players get to experience, you know, this kind of winning. Like Melo's not, he's know, not going to win a championship. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. yeah it's, it may not happen for Chris Paul. The Bucks might win, you know, and Chris Paul might not get back there. This shit really matters, you know, for just, oh, like I, I, I was, I was the best at one point on a team. Yeah. That's really cool to, you know, I feel like Melo, and I've heard him talk about it. It's, you know, it's like the best thing of his career. It's he's like, got three gold medals. Yeah. yeah. And he's been good all three of those tournaments, you know? So I, I, I think it's, I think it's uber important to take it seriously and, and, you know, really, like you said, put that ego aside. I, I, I love this team. I love this 08 team. Love this Spain team. 
I want to go back and watch other countries play, you know? Yeah, me too. It kind of got me getting that, that I want to go watch China and Angola. Yeah. yeah. The Argentina, Lithuania, third place game, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, That'd be called the bronze medal game. So yeah, no, I mean, yeah, to, to finish off this, this little thing, I mean, this is such a fun game, such a good team to like root for such a fun team to kind of like reminisce on. Um, And I think it is a a good time to take stock of like, cause we are almost at the halfway point of like from now to the dream team, which is crazy. Cause like, yeah, that's just crazy to to think about that was 13 years ago. But, um, but yeah, so this is gonna be a series just like the Euro one, except it's not going to go linearly like that. We're not going to go kind of like one by one. I'm kind of jump around a little bit. So the next, uh, uh, podcast, we're going to do a dream team game. We haven't decided which one yet. Um, probably just one that's like a little bit more fun to watch rather than that. Cause the gold medal game is not very close, but, no. um, but we will pick a dream team game. Um, I mean, they're all blowouts, so they're all gonna be yeah, very yeah. different from this game, but, uh, it will be a dream team game. Um, and then from there we'll kind of jump around a little bit. We will do a game that is, uh, two non USA teams at some point, but we'll kind of do this through the Olympics. That's yeah. kind of the, the, what we've decided to do. So, um, and you'll probably join me for, for all of these, we've, I guess. Just have so, some fun with, yeah. Um, yeah. And then after that, we'll start jumping around to other sports. We'll, we'll throw a baseball game in there. We'll throw a football game in there and, and we'll go from there. So hope you guys enjoyed listening to this as much as we enjoyed kind of reminiscing on it and uh, be back next time when we talk about another game from the Olympics. Thanks. Peace.